Welcome to Staff Meeting. We are covering a bunch of new projects on Nonproductive today. I'm excited about it. Also, there's E3. We kind of forgot about that. Everybody in the world. Almost. E3 almost forgot about E3. Yeah, yeah. Sony yeah. forgot oh. about E3. <laughs> we, have, we have like a handful of things hastily thrown together for E3. Yeah. I'm Frank, as you could tell by my lower thirds, and Al is Al, as you could tell by his lower thirds. Hi, Al. How you doing? Uh, hanging in. Good, good. Um, yes, uh, we're we're doing a, a light staff meeting. It's just going to be Al and I tonight uh, focusing on, on a project that I asked Al to work on, I think like three weeks ago is when I first bridged this, this subject up to you, for you. But before we do that, let's waste time talking about MODOK. And in <laughs> honor of MODOK, let's uncomfortably zoom in on our faces. That's it. Way too much real there estate. There we go. I finished uh, the, I guess, Robot Chicken created... Um, I don't know how to, it's not really robot chicken created. It's some it's of the, the people stop motion yeah. uh, styled uh, television show, I guess. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, it's a show on Hulu. For those of you who uh, don't know show on Hulu uh, for a Marvel property, pretty rare these days for, you know, Marvel to be producing uh, shows with other production companies and not, yeah. not, uh, you know, in home on Disney, but uh, you could tell why <laughs> this is a pretty, uh, like blue humor kind of kind of show. It had mixed res uh, reviews on our fan club. Some people liked it. Some people really didn't like it. Um, I was kind of riding the fence. Al, did you actually see it? Uh, we we did talk about this. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot. couple of episodes and then sort of decided I don't want to devote so much time to watching it. So I just kind of went ahead and watched a few clips on YouTube and says like that's enough for me. Uh, <laughs> That may be the worst way to watch it. If if you thought it was a little like robot chickeny or um, clippy before, it's probably worse on YouTube. I'm assuming those are like the highlights of the most gaggy of gags that they've done. Pretty um, much. And like uh, highlights of the few like emotional beats, but uh, like, you know. Yeah, out of context, I'm not sure if it does. Exactly so right. Yeah. I think maybe the first three or so episodes are, are a little tough to swallow. And it's just the setting is not quite that it, it's not my cup of tea it wasn't quite my cup of tea but by the end of this series or i guess season maybe hopefully fingers crossed for you folks uh on modok but uh by the end of that first season i thought it told a compelling story it painted a pathetic but interesting villain he was more pathetic in the beginning but got more interesting towards the end um he was a failure as a father which is <laughs> You know, sounds like either uh, too, um, I don't know, too deep or like too gaggy, too jokey. But yeah. it, it it rode that line for like maybe the first three or four episodes. And then it runs like there's four or five times I thought it was the last episode. I think the last three or four episodes all feel felt like finales, but it kept on going. And it, and it really did get better every episode. And it ended super strong. I really did enjoy the show. That I, that I did hear that it had a really good, solid uh, finale, and yeah. it certainly does leave it open to like, oh, where's this going from here? Yeah, you. Uh, this, I mean, they did not attempt to make this like ambiguous, and in, in like it, it, the last episode doesn't really serve as a finale for a series. You know how some shows do that, where like you can kind of. Or even like there's a like a scene at the very end that maybe keeps it open ended. 
Um, no, this <laughs> really does feel like a cliffhanger. They need they need to finish the story. Leaves I a bit hope, to be desired there. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely had confidence, or else they were like, "Listen, we're not gonna." Any if this show doesn't take off and it isn't really good, it's either because of some sort of licensing agreement that falls apart with Marvel, or it's because it tanks so bad that no one's really gonna care, and we're gonna yeah. have our like elite fans who are gonna. Follow us at conventions for the next 20 or 30 years. Moonock season two, everybody. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I I highly recommend it for people who are on the fence this entire time. We should probably mention that comments are open. Um, you can uh, you could join us at any time. In fact, our first comment right here, Elise. Yeah, that it really did. I think we <laughs> talked about it on the fan club like two or three times, and almost every time it was like, "Oh yeah, this." It was almost as if it was a gag. I think it's because it looks like a robot chicken, um, like five minute or five second parody, right? It, it looks like they bit. like it, it has was, a lot of the. Uh, it has a little less of an action figure feel to it, for lack of a better term, but it has all of the like comedy style, like the dir the direction of it is very robot chicken. Yeah. Yeah, it's super influenced. Certain characters, the most kind of intolerable characters, the ones the guy who was in charge of their uh, stand-in for Google, who buys out AIM, spoiler alert for like the first episode, is so insufferable. It's so hard to listen to him talk, uh, which is kind of the point. But like he is very much like a, a robot chicken executive character, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of toys, I am now on the hunt for Modoc toys. I am surprised how little they were ever officially made. Uh, there was a, like a really ex a pretty expensive one that came out recently, uh, who I don't know yeah. anything about. Diamond Select maybe was the one. Who, I can't remember off the top was, of my it head. It was uh, Legends. Marvel Legends had, Marvel had a Legends Modoc come out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, earlier this year. Uh, yeah. I think like $50, I think is what it was about. Yeah, and it's pretty. It really is nice. But I oh, it's a nice want figure. Yeah. I want something kind of really toy-y. And I can't find there was there is one uh, from I think an Iron Man line or some Marvel line. There was another one number, back I think in, in uh, Marvel Legends past where Toy Biz did a build a figure of Modok. That might be what I'm looking for, but that's not what I was thinking of. This is the one that had a like little hologram plate in it, and it's okay. But I'm, this might be my first uh, make my own Modok figure because I'm not <laughs> I'm not very happy. Well, my, it would definitely be my first make my own Modok. I haven't yeah. made a thousand Modoks. Don't look into this, folks. But uh, maybe my first make my own figure. I've got a couple ideas on how to do this, and apparently, just no end of free time. So uh, yeah, I recommend it. Al. If you ever get a chance, go back and watch all 47 episodes of this damn show. It's I'll see if I can borrow Hulu from someone else again. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you mean get a free subscription. Because, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we have uh, this call to action. Use promotion code non-pro. No. We don't have that. Blue Apron. We'll do Blue Apron ads. And then <laughs> all right. So, um... Let's talk about uh, this big secret project publicly on the internet. Uh, a few weeks ago, I asked you to uh, research putting a team together, which sounds so cool, uh, to do a when you podcast. you put it like that, it definitely sounds cool, yeah. Uh, what's the podcast about? What did I ask for? Uh, you were looking for a video game podcast. We've mentioned this a couple times uh, on in staff meetings about where we want to go with a video game podcast. And uh, so... I've gotten a couple other people together to try and 
get something as because we're trying to find something to just differentiate ourselves from every other video game podcast out there uh so that we're not so we find a niche that we can sort of gravitate towards or catch ourselves in and work well mm-hmm. enough um and we sort of threw together a bunch of older non-pro ideas um, that we that we had and way back if you go look in non-pros youtube history uh you'll see us attempting let's plays <laughs> um, uh, we still we- get comments on those and i'm like what is this about? why are people <laughs> looking up wolfenstein 3d let's plays and also why did we do it like five years ago yeah um, but yeah like we but it was a uh, was we were trying to do like gaming through the 90s or something like that and we're just grabbing like you know games of that year we felt were iconic uh so what we're trying for right now is to do something a little bit more a little similar and just sort of grab uh a year and grab a game from that year that we can sort of all sit around the table and talk about and, and like ones that two of us haven't played that one of us has and be like all right we're in the year 1991 and this is what culture was like this is what gaming culture was like back in 1991 and here's the game I want you guys to play. And the two of us that haven't are going to go and we're going to sit back and come back and uh, give our combined uh, feelings on the game about like someone who's revisiting and two people that are coming into it, uh, like not having that. played it before. I like that. That's a refinement of the gimmick I haven't heard yet. So I did. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of gimmicks. I, I, I need something to latch on to or otherwise it's like another video game podcast, which is probably right. the name of a video game podcast. It's probably <laughs> the name of several video game podcasts. Another video game podcast. Another video game podcast. Yeah, a yeah. whole another. Um, but yeah, so like if there's not like a, a thing to latch on to, uh, like infamously near Mint's gimmick is that we rank. We, you know, we re-rate them as if we're, you know, like a like a buying guide would. And and there are, you know, three people and et cetera. Uh, even Best of Three had a had that kind of mechanic. I like the year mechanic and other people have either never played it or maybe if you're going to be a little bit more generous with yourself and your spare time, uh, don't have much experience with it is good enough. You know, fake it <laughs> because <laughs> you're like, I really want to do Super Mario Brothers. Uh, we've all... We've all played it a little bit, but yeah, I guess. But, but you, we, you never know. Like, we might come a time when, like, maybe two of us have played like Super Mario Brothers three, but like one of us have haven't. Maybe yeah. we can spend some of that time talking about like. And then there was this movie. It was called The Wizard. It was like a whole giant Nintendo commercial. <laughs> I find that's more and more that's happening as I get to be more and more of an old fart. I uh, I'm talking about something like, well, we all know about this thing, and then it's like, no, no, we were we are 20 we are in our <laughs> 20s this movie is 40 or <laughs> years old we do not know it yeah. um and then i tell jordy to shut the hell up <laughs> deep cut leave a comment if you're jordy <laughs> <laughs> no but there's been a couple of occasions where like uh, i don't know the thing you're talking about I'm I, then i start like growing a beard in real time and it's <laughs> sad. Kids i wither i wither i become old and no one can like, old dusty or you mean more so obviously i already am very dusty but, but yeah so, so we've yeah. uh we're working on recording the uh the pitch for it like uh, so with the podcast we'll start out with someone being like here's the game that i'm bringing the table for the year we're talking about and then we all like, okay, well, we're going to report back after we've played it. And then we come back and we're like, okay, this is what we thought. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's great. I would love to, I, I like to do that. Now, 
Uh, I had originally suggested or offered, I floated, maybe that's the best word for it, um, that since I feel extremely aged, um, and I'm going to highlight another Elise comment right now because it's worth highlighting. <laughs> I'm 30 or 40 years old and I do not need this. True. <laughs> but uh, I'm, again, utterly decrepit. Uh, and I can't seem like we're going to go through a bunch of E3 news and I can't seem to get like excited about anything anymore or like, like I know I suck. I, I bought a uh, resident evil village recently. Village? Yeah. Is that the, yeah, it's relatively new. And I was like, all right, this is for my nephew who I think just turned 17 or 16, 17. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I, I invested in Google stadia. Write me a letter about how stupid I am. I actually really enjoy the, the concept of the platform. And I, I think it plays pretty fine. And I'm not going to invest in, a, in a, a dedicated system or upgrading hardware or any of that. So it's pretty good for a filthy casual like me. And as I'm trying to play Resident Evil Village, I am literally walking into a snowbank for minutes just like not like I'm just walking around for minutes, like just can't stop walking into the wall. Can't figure it out. So bad. I'm just so clumsy about <laughs> any of this. So I and I'm like, I, I'm desperately trying to get in, in like because I do think like that's a, a huge chunk of entertainment media that we don't look into at all because we just don't or maybe that's because of me so i'm like if i what i floated was that i would be old man coming in to review one really ridiculously old decrepit thing uh an episode like your andy rooney on <laughs> 60 minutes where i would i, I don't know i would even do it a video like ah, kids today don't have a strafe button what's that about and then that's it I, I don't know if that would be useful at all. For oh, them. I, I think it would be if you showed up with like, and here's Ultima Exodus. <laughs> oh my God, Ultima. Yeah, I remember Ultima games. Okay, cool. I could do that. Yeah. Uh, I just got an at games. This is probably not a good advertisement for them because I just announced how old and stupid I am. But at games mini legend is what I think it's called. It's like a Bluetooth joystick effectively with like it, it connects to like a little, I, I'm assuming it's an Android box that has a bunch of... Um, emulators on it and i know emulators are horrible but i own those games because as i said i do not know how to play new games just don't can't learn anything new anymore and all i, I all i do is power up pac-man i'm like all right i can do this my son is looking at me across the room just shaking his head going Even <laughs> i know this is stupid um but yeah well we'll figure it out yeah see good I have that's this is actually the things uh, we should just invite Elise onto the show. Cyberpunk 2077 uh, on Stadia, Stadia is the thing that kind of put it on its map. One, because if you pre ordered, you got a free, um, I think it's called Stadia Pro, you got the uh, uh, Chromecast Ultra and the controller, um, which basically paid for itself more than paid for itself. And because we're like it shat the bed on every other platform on Stadia, it did apparently pretty well. Uh, I missed that. I missed Cyberpunk 2077, but I did get Resident Evil uh, deal. So I'm hoping that game gets uh, some of the updates that it needs. That's Which one? Kind of been, uh, shame. Uh, like it's just been very buggy. Uh, 2077. Oh, uh, 2077. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. apparently it's yeah not good on most systems, but yeah. it got most uh, many updates through Stadia. And it was relatively smooth on Stadia the entire time because, of course, Google Stadia you're not you, you're not using your own machine. You're using 
this cloud service that Google provides, uh, I can't say go out and like, like if, if you have a little bit of expendable income, it's I think worth it. But if you're like a big invested gamer, then maybe not. I keep wanting to stream on YouTube. Even that is a little clunky, which is weird because it's mm. Google, but it's a little clunky. It's like, if you use all of Google's technology, all you could do is stream the game. You can't say anything. But if you put it through like OBS or something, yeah, you. I'm like, well, then why am I? Why did I? Get, why did I invest in you? Uh, clearly, so that I could play uh, Pac-Man Mania, which is free if you have uh, Google Pre Stadia Premiere. Um, that's there such you go. A weird commercial. Absolutely worth it. Yes, uh, free on most platforms. Uh, yeah, so I, I love the concept. Do you, can you tell us who is potentially going to be on the show as? Um, as cast members or staff members or uh, sure wanna... like I just um we're gonna try and give a little bit of a of a couple rotating cast members uh it's uh obviously returning cast member kit who you've had um, on a number of our, sh our shows kit. in the past so um he'll yeah. be uh one of the uh, main cast members and uh, another uh, friend that I have uh Falana will be on that um and we'll have a couple and we're gonna try and have a few other like people from just non-pro or elsewhere just come yeah. in when they can and you know yeah. it fits like I, the concept does make a lot of sense to have somebody yeah. who you know comes up on falana i do do i remember them from anywhere Did no not yet been? we haven't had them on a show yet okay all yeah. right i wasn't sure i may i may be just facebook stalking or i've seen comments or something or or probably uh, probably yeah probably i'm a i'm a big creep that way all right cool i'm excited about this um what can our audience do to help you uh what what questions do you have for the, uh, the maybe 10 people who are watching right now uh give us uh, uh, i would say at this point it would probably be helpful to give years that you have a, like a lot of like memory and announce uh, years yeah like really like what this year in gaming i really want you to cover pick a thing and like run with it and like because well some one of us will have to pick a video game that they're really passionate about they want to like no we gotta play this and like yeah. so but like, if anyone can give any suggestions, like I, they're always really helpful. I have so many stupid suggestions. This is why <laughs> I shouldn't. This is this is no. I, I think stupid suggestions are good though, because like it's not fun if you just if every time we come to the table, it's like, and this was awesome because like it's like yeah, have things that are weird or like you know kind of bad, but like learned so much from and stuff like that. So I have. God, it's going to be impossible for me to find it off the top of my head. So one of the things I was like, oh, I want you to play some game that's really, really, really old. Uh, like, uh, and like really dive into what games were. Because I'm fascinated by the, the the initial creation of like early video games and why they were so influential and popular and yeah. up to like the boom, right? When things like people were just throwing things against the wall and seeing what stuck. I love that. Chase the Chuck Wagon, uh, Custer's Revenge, all that really weird, obscure yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, or even things a little bit earlier than that when um, when people were really just experimenting with the form, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, the... Um, the game, uh, and same thing goes with tabletop gaming, where I'm like the 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 early age of even and anything with any game, the like the 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 uh, the early Forge games are really fun to look into. If you're talking about the the TSR boom, then all the early like weird games that never really made it are are fun. Uh, and for video games, I was thinking, yeah, we could probably like look into like some of these early uh, uh, 
predecessors for things or things that were just dead ends, but specifically, and I'm really looking for the title. I can't remember it. Recently, a friend of mine shared an article. Uh, and it's a long read, so I've been reading it over like the course of a couple of days. Um, also because I'm dumb and it takes me a while to read things. Uh, it is an early text adventure that was like the first uh, quasi BDSM role playing uh, queer text adventure. Oh, the, uh, God. Yes. It's, uh, oh, I was... it was about like girls in a boarding school. Uh, and I don't know if this is it. And it's, it, I don't, I think maybe light on the BDSM it, it, because it's just the boarding school nature of it. Um, uh, but specifically, yeah, because you, you know, everything kind of, you you prep people's minds, imaginations when you just do do the tags and the sub. What was really interesting about it was that it was like created by like a queer commune and uh, had like early uh, like th like theory. It's it's a really interesting article. I haven't finished yet, and I've not played the game. But like that's something I would love to see people try to play now and just see. Uh, whether it like blows your mind or you know is kind of underwhelming but impressive for a historical artifact yeah. um if uh, if anybody remembers that chop it drop it into the uh to the chat i, I might pull it up the biggest memory of this thing and i uh, not that i've played it but like that it's been in conversation before and i mm -hmm. just can't remember to save my life so the article must have been shared probably a couple of weeks ago uh and then and i'm sure it's been you know spread around as uh news so for in our limited circle uh and i i actually know it from like uh larp designers because there was a real world element to this as well there was an actual place that people got together to build these games and and to role play as uh boarding school uh uh people uh, in this in this story, and uh, it's it's fascinating to see people build the bridge as they go, like we're doing on staff meeting, where we don't really know what the hell this is, but we're <laughs> doing it. And as it goes on, um, yeah, it 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 develops. Um, yeah, I I I think that will be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, I feel like we need to pay the bills a little bit. We've been going on for about a half hour, but we promised people E3 coverage. So you want to do our very limited E3 coverage of the year of the, this is a historic E3. This is the first virtual E3, right? Um, and it's the, also the year without Sony, uh, yeah. their first year without Sony at E3, which is um, crazy, but eh. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to see more and more of that with as time goes on. Uh, you're and these you're probably not wrong. Like uh, Nintendo sort of, vaguely cut out a uh, number of years back but still appears virtually with nintendo directs and so on and so forth but they cut out physically a few years back so i imagine that was their half step out the door and there's probably going to be a few more steps out the door as time goes as time goes on so i, I mean live event man uh, live events are, are are hit hard right now but yeah. uh, uh more than ever before but like any other industry we just hope that it flexes and the good stuff and the good people who are working in that industry find a place to land on their feet uh, and something cool to produce. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's weird. And it's also a different environment. Like when, when E3 first started, no Twitter, right? You're not going to, you're not getting these news drops every day at random parts you get that you get today. So it's kind of weird that it's kind of odd that E3 still has the, 
power that it does. Yeah, it, I'm sure it'll survive in some form. Probably not even virtually. This is this first and maybe last year, but um, yeah. So it was an odd one, uh, and we're gonna cover it in as odd a way as we can. So uh, just some weird, I guess, news stories that hit us. Uh, do you have one to share to begin with? Or you I'm like uh, really excited about the Breath of the Wild two trailer because we had that one a couple years back and it was not a lot to go on and this is at least has some more stuff to go on the uh link just doing the free fall out of the sky thing that's harkens way back to skyward sword uh which apparently is also getting a switch port so like that was a lot of e3 but we'll touch on that later was porting but i mean hey i'm i'm excited i like a lot of people like breath of the wild um, I'm happy the brand is doing well, so much so that we've gotten a direct sequel to a Zelda game, which rarely, if ever, happens. Um, that is a good point. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Like, I want to see where this goes. There's a big ominous floating castle on the horizon. What's up with that? Let's. This is short enough happens. where I, I don't mind uh, sharing the um, the entire thing uh, as soon as it plays. I don't know why this is. Uh, taking so long you could see all my uh, suggested videos now no, you can't. <laughs> a moment all right sorry about that so yeah this is the uh, this is the one we're talking about yeah, yeah again very clumsily done uh but it's it's not the trailer of us for doing yeah that looks so creepy no Good buffering. Oh, well, there we go. Live buffering, everybody. That's just a copyright protection thing. We, we installed. <laughs> First of all, Kid Icarus. Second of all, what if he just goes splat? <laughs> what if that's what they extended the trailer? Yep. It's just him hitting. Well, I one mean, thing for cool. sure it is... It does. Oh. What I'm what I'm a bit nervous about is I'd I'd really hate it if this was like uh, you lose all your powers and after you regain them again, it's like, oh but that wasn't Oh, at the but start? I, yeah. Which I guess there's no other way to do it than to tend to do that, because. Ah, but still, like, ooh. It really is pretty. I really like that yeah. a lot. Um, uh, I would uh, play that game or watch somebody else play it for me. Uh, yeah, so that basically t teaches me not to play. Even though we preloaded these other ones, I'm not gonna play any of these. I might play. Uh, uh, the Metroid Dread. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to play that. That's really long, and it's it's worth going to check it out yourselves. Metroid yeah, Red from uh, Nintendo's E3 presentation uh, was really good. It was it looks awesome. Um, I love the mechanic they've in, they created to increase dread in players. There is effectively some robot or a bunch of robots that chase you in this game. It's a 2D platformer and uh, first sequel apparently direct sequel to the storyline of metroid in 19 years um and these robots that chase you through uh, it's just one of many uh adversaries that you can experience in the game and they listen for you and if you make a noise in front of them then uh, then they 
look for you and if they make eye contact if they have visual uh uh, contact with you then they chase you really quickly your weapons don't work on them and they will definitely most definitely most likely kill you so there's a uh, sneaking uh and 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 being uh quiet and hiding you have to hide behind objects and don't make noises if you're if you are hiding um and there's a little bit of like a camouflage effect but the 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 important thing is it actually does build i think will successfully build dread in the player and i love that concept uh because metroid isn't really like a horror game right even no, if it's not, not, not like really. horrible aliens and bullet hellness like it's so i i, I think that's a really cool mechanic. yeah and it's also a uh back to the platforming stuff that it was before because yeah. we've had a few uh Kind of first-person shooters. That's that's not the best terminology for them, as they're not really because when you think of that, you think of more Call of Duty Halo s games, and they're yeah. more adventures, I guess, than in a first-person perspective with platforming and everything else, um, than just shooting things. Yeah, they play around with the 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 in or in other games, but in this one, they're looking like they're going back to the the core of a platformer and I, yeah. I appreciate it because i'm like i said, said several times throughout this show very old um all right do you have another one you want to go through um i would i'm happy but this is just a personal thing for me is uh there's psychonauts is getting a sequel i thought i was the only person to remember that game uh was the uh the the, the weird kind of kitschy artsy fartsy uh platformer on the original xbox like is finally getting a sequel <laughs> after like a couple decades. I feel like I know about that game, but it may just be because you don't shut up about it. That could be, <laughs> that could be it. I'm, I may be uh, misrepresenting how famed it is. Uh, yeah, that's cool. There was a lot of sequel news and a lot of like updates to older games on the yeah. C3. Like we're saying before, there's a lot of ports uh, yeah. they were announcing. Everything's getting a, like everything's coming out on the Switch. Uh, like he's, Danganronpa trilogy on the Switch, uh, like Skyward Swords mm. on the Switch, like a bunch of, like a lot of stuff just coming out. Like and like Switch then there's so updates good. and stuff. Like Hitman Three has a has a, a DLC or something other rather that it's coming with that's coming out. Uh, a few other things with DLCs. Um, mm. It's it's not as bang bombastic as yeah. I would have thought E3 would have been. I think it makes sense. Uh, there's a global chip shortage. So in terms of hardware, you don't want to do stuff. I, I think maybe people are a little, and in terms of expense, I think people are a little hesitant to like dip in and buy new systems, new hardware. I know that PlayStation 5, there's a run on it and et cetera. But like, it's it's a harder sell after the uh, this global pandemic than maybe, uh, hey, you know that equipment you already own? Well, we're going to port new stuff to it because you need more entertainment, right? You need more entertainment. Uh, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. At least that's what people would be wor- have been working on for the last year or two years. Um, I can't remember if there was an E3 last year in 2020, or is that the one that they they skip one? I can't remember. I, I, I really bo- just blanked. I think listen, they skipped. Don't, I, I, I don't remember if there was one. So we have a guest there was, who can answer a- that question. Who literally came in is oh. the one who could answer that question. Was there an E3 in uh, 2020, James? There was not. They did it online like this. Um, oh, okay, there was good. No physical E3 in 2020. They did an online thing, but it was like less organized than this because yeah. it was more thrown together. 
sorry, better late than never. I, <laughs> I needed, was, so I arrived. 100% <laughs> going to remove you from the stream now because that's <laughs> all we needed you to ask. Thank you, James, for coming in. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Hi, James. How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're wrapping up, but like that was a that was a good uh, that was a perfect time to come in. So, glad I uh, what did you have any uh, things? Did you even notice? Did you hear anything from E3? Because you've been gallivanting and doing your job and uh, and being a bon vivant. So no, so I actually um, crazy story. So I paid a lot of attention to E3 this year because um, I participate in a fantasy video game league. Wow. Yeah. How are um, you confused right. by this? <laughs> but I mean, I know I'm participating in it, but I'm still kind of getting the hang of it. Uh, actually, one of my coworkers' boyfriends like built the site and did the thing, and it, it's very popular. But um, we, uh, yeah. So I was watching to see if they and I, I threw out a hell mary that this year we were going to see Mario Kart Nine or the next Mario Kart as like my big bet, which is a wild bet because it's not even a game <laughs> that anyone's even announced. It's just a vicious rumor. So I was, I was waiting for, uh, <laughs> was waiting for that announcement. while the other coworker who's competing in it with me, uh, was, you know, waiting for the, this year's announcement of breath of the wild Two. turns out we're both uh, screwed because breath of the wild will come out next year and no Mario Kart nine. So yeah, Good. I'm, so, I'm yeah. not doing well. I'm that is the, uh, the coughing and it's saying I'm not doing well. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not doing well. I've been, I've been selling my blood to compete in this fantasy video game league. Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Good. Was there any piece of news? We talked about um, Breath of the Wild. We talked about. Uh, what else did we just talked about? Dread. Uh, we Dread mentioned and... a few. We mentioned the the. This is a lot of sequels and ports yeah. kind of uh, deal for E three this year. But speaking of sequels and ports, I am really excited about uh, the uh, port remaster of Advanced Wars. That was yeah, a great I saw that. I loved on the GBA. Yeah, uh, intelligent systems that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think it's hard. I think any new game in development, they're just was really hurt by COVID. Everything. Yeah. You know, Re Thor, Thor Ragnarok, um, uh, you know, uh, God of War Ragnarok, uh, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, you know, uh, Zelda, these like really big games. Combination, I think, of the pandemic and the really like, like for once, like actual negative press and negative reward for Project Red has kind of like hopefully taught video game companies a little bit of a lesson about trying okay. to push that sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed this time I learned my lesson. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I agree. We talked about it. We even, we brought up chip shortage and all sorts of uh, magical nonsense that we just pulled out of our hat as the reason for things being different. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about the Nintendo because I said that the Switch was amazing and there was lots of rumors got Nintendo Pro, Nintendo Switch Pro, which isn't even the official name, if it's even being worked on, the 4K version of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, did not get premiered. What does that mean? Is the sky falling? 
Um, and I think as we've talked about several times on this podcast already, and as everybody else in the world has uh, said, I don't think Nintendo's really that interested in E3, especially that as a hardware reveal yeah. uh, convention. So thank you for your questions, but I don't think I don't think that's not a I don't think that's an issue. I don't think it's a big thing. If it even exists, which I guess it probably might. Do you think it exists? We'll ask that. Well, I'll I'll rephrase the question asked in our chat. Do you think there is a Nintendo Pro, uh, Nintendo Switch Pro, or something equivalent being worked on? Could be. That's not an answer. Of course, it could be. <laughs> I think. I think it seems likely just because of the weird sort of. Off generation in which Nintendo is, the Switch has a lot of life left. Oh yeah, Nintendo could ride the Switch out for easily another two to four years, just because Nintendo doesn't, as we've kind of said, doesn't rely on hardware to sell its systems as compared to like Xbox and Sony, which is like big selling point. Yeah, hundred two hundred and forty hertz, you know. but I think doing some sort of refresh will, uh, you know, even if it's just another, you know, a, a pro, but like a re-release of the, the, you know, the original hardware making some adaptions and changes yeah. and, and potential yes. small upgrades to it makes sense, right? In Sony does it, ports. Microsoft does it, everybody does it. Yeah, in the world of ports... <laughs> Uh, people are complaining that they're that w- whatever Switch games they're getting, they're supposed to be in 4K or not. So I I could see I, mm-hmm. I I'm hesitant. I don't think they're going to make a big huge deal of it. I, I but I think it will be released, and then they're going to say you know this is this is a, the equivalent of the 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 Switch Lite. You know, like it's another variation, a few hundred bucks more. And you get this other version, but I think they'll still be producing the Switch because yeah, it's hard to keep them on the shelves apparently. Well, and and because Nintendo Nintendo wants to make sure the ecosystem stays fluid, right? They're not going to be able to turn around and say, "But uh, Hyrule Warriors Six can't all can only run on the Switch 4K. It can't run on the Switch or Switch Lite." Uh, because those are still viable ecosystems for them. So, yeah, they, I, I think whatever changes they make will not be significant enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the way Al completely left before <laughs> he came back. Uh, so we have uh, really only one more thing left to talk about, and we're only going to talk about this one thing. So we need you to vote right now. Viewers, vote. Are we going to talk about Avatar or Evil Dead? Comments. <laughs> the Avatar or Evil Dead in the we, comments, wherever you are, YouTube, Facebook. We talk, are we talking which... about the video games? Yes. Yeah, we're talking about video games. It may be more sense that we talk about the movies. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I think Evil Dead... Here's the thing. The Evil Dead remake happened more closer to our timeline than the avatar movie did isn't that like doesn't that blow your mind away yeah but we're getting 12 more avatars frank so they're still relevant i don't all right well let's comment decide right now all right there's a little bit of a delay so we'll let the delay happen is it going to be Avatar or Evil Dead? Which one are we going to talk about? I'm going to count up all the comments on all channels. You on Facebook. Oh, I hope it's you, Evil Dead. And YouTube. 
On okay, all right. People are worthless, dead heat. <laughs> so, uh, uh, do we do do we want to stick with one or do we cover both because of our terrible fans? I mean, I didn't. I don't feel strongly about either. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? It, we can. Everybody only says one thing about one game. All right, I'm gonna speak about Avatar. the The trailer release for the Avatar game looks a lot like the movie. I don't know if that's a selling point or not. I don't know what I don't know what happened to America back in 2000 or the world. I don't know how I guess it was a worldwide hit. I don't know what happened. I think there was something in the water. I think people were high and I think they they were just like entranced by the film. I and it I hope the game uh does it as well. I can't, I do not believe there are any other movies that are coming out until I see them. I do not believe these movies are coming out. What the hell is that world in Disney Animal Kingdom about? I don't get it. I do get it. I know where it came from, I, but I just don't want to get it. That's it. And that's all I'm going to say. Al, I said, I guess you want to only talk about Evil Dead. Yeah, I think it's a really nice, uh, like, Dead by Daylight clone, essentially, um, which I'm fine with. I think that there's plenty of uh, meat to, uh, to gnaw on in that type of gameplay. And uh, it looks pretty interesting. I like that you can just p- have any of the Evil Dead characters from the show and either of the films that um, are. I, let's see, all four of the films because you have like the, the the trilogy and then the remake. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. And maybe yeah, so the TV be, show. Yeah, so you can have a couple characters from from that, and also from the television show, and nice. a number of deadites from uh, those franchises as well. And the reveal of the, the evil Ash at the end was pretty funny. So I'm like, okay. I'm into this. I like it. Good. I can't say anything about it for or against because I said I wouldn't. James. Um, I'm uh, this, yeah. going to sandwich you in, Frank, uh, with um, more talk about Avatar. I, look, I think the Avatar game looks beautiful. I, I'm going to tell you, the Avatar universe seems like a weird video game from the beginning, right? Like if you came to me and said, hey, we made this video game. It's basically Dances with Wolves. We'll be blue people. James Cameron consulted. Uh, it's going to be amazing to be like, yeah, that's something people are definitely shelling at E3 that they think is going to be popular yeah. as compared to, you know, maybe a, a box office smash hit that it apparently was. I don't know. I saw it twice. All right. Well, I guess maybe tickets were much more expensive back then. What were gas prices? I, they there's got to be something. There's got to be a reason that explains those, it. Those 3D tickets, man, one of the first big movies. Very yeah. expensive. But it's not this even bite, like, Probably not in 3D because that, that went out. We don't do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We gave up on that. Uh, I just, I feel like there's a lot to unpack on all of this. There's something about Avatar that leaks into a, a, a role-playing game, right? Because you're pretending to be Sully, maybe, is his name? I only know because somebody made fun of it recently and said that they knew the character's name and that's all they knew. The The main white guy who becomes the main blue guy, you are <laughs> pretending to be him and then he is pretending to be a blue guy? There's, like, this is well, this is almost... What was that in uh, in uh, um, Rick and Morty, Dave the Game? <laughs> it's close. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're getting there. We're achieving uh, peak uh, Daveness. Uh, all right. So thank you all for making this possible. I'm gonna show uh, a list of names who are responsible. Thank you, patrons, for doing this to us. Uh, we really love you and all the support. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash nonpro. I can't wait to find out uh, more about bonus round, the um, the super secret role. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The super secret video game podcast that Al is developing with a group of um, jerks, really. And uh, James, what are you working on? Let me uh, pull up end theme music because I'm not really listening to you right now. Uh, if, uh, I'm working. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the non-productive network is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.